You're a monster. And he might be able to work really well with a Zach Wilson who likes to, uh, you know, zigzag and whatnot. What was that? You know, zigzag. Sneaky snake. I don't know what that was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You want right. to move on? Yeah, moving on. You want on. me to save you here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next. Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. James, how we doing? Pretty good. Getting pretty excited for the draft. Yes, we're going to chat rookies, uh, rookie running backs today. Always excited for the draft process. I, I know you don't like the combine as much as I do. Yeah, just not. I don't really care about it. But I'm really missing the combine. I'm missing I, finding all these players 40 times and stuff like that. Like that's everything's a pain so in the, Yeah, that's a thing. That's a pain in the butt. Yeah, and there's that factor. Yeah. Everything is completely inaccurate. I think I I watched somebody earlier today we talked about it and they said that he ran a 4340 and I'm like, dude, if you watch him on film, there's no way he ran a 43. Yeah. <laughs> so James, uh, if they wanted to come uh, contact us or just follow us, where could they come find us at? Yeah, uh, Twitter and Facebook at the TFO Monsters or the Fantasy Monsters. Uh, YouTube, the Fantasy Monsters podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, the Fantasy Monsters. Come follow us. Uh, come check out our newly, um, I guess, uh, created YouTube page. You can come watch some of the clips that we're putting out there. Uh, we'll put some out every week, so you can come follow us there. Um, but we actually are going to open with a new segment, uh, and we're going to, we're going to talk a trade. Airing it out. So we're going to talk, uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah. This just happened. I believe it was yesterday. Yeah. Monday. Today is Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Sam Darnold was traded from the Jets to the Panthers for a, this year's sixth round pick. And then next year, a second and a fourth round pick from, from the Panthers. Yeah. Um, we kind of knew this was going to come. They, they had to, I mean, the Jets are going to have to make a decision somewhere. And if, uh, if they were, they were looking the whole time to take quarterbacks. I'm, I'm surprised it took this long though. For Darnold to get moved. moved. I think they're waiting and honest. I think they probably could have waited longer. I don't know. Cause first I want to hear what you think about the trade. Because I have some thoughts. Okay. So my thoughts here is, you know, everyone wants to talk like winners and losers of the trade. Um, I, th- In my opinion, I think both teams kind of won. I think Sam Darnold even kind of won himself. I think if they... He definitely won. Yeah. If, he dra- if they draft Zach Wilson or even Justin Fields, but it looks like Zach Wilson is going to be the guy. If they draft Zach Wilson, he would have to beat him out. And he... Sam Darnold's still 23. And Zach Wilson's twenty two. Well, I don't. I, th- I think if they were drafting a quarterback this year, there's no way Darnold would have stayed on that on the Jets. He would have got. I'm just at saying some point because I think like Mel Kiper was like, bring them both in, let whoever wins wins, you know. And I just I think he's already kind of in a mental state. And let's be real, dude, the Jets have just had really bad coaching, really, really bad front offices and drafts in the last few years. I think JT. They don't. Yeah, they don't have. They don't have a single first round pick still on that team from, from like 2012. Past, yeah, from so, long. <laughs> so it's like 2012. Long time. And everyone's gone, either cut or traded. Um, so, I mean, that's just, that's embarrassing. So, but I think everybody won. The Panthers really needed a quarterback. I'm sure they're going to move Teddy sometime soon. Uh, that was, I was kind of hoping the Panthers, if they wanted this deal, I wish they kind of would have done like a backroom deal with the Jets. Have been like, we would be willing to take Darnold off your hands if these set of scenarios happened in the draft. Because I still think that they... What it looks like is Wilson's going to the Jets at mm-hmm. two. Yep. Three, what we're still hearing is there's a chance Justin Fields doesn't go three. There's still Mac Jones rumors up there and stuff like that. Yeah, and they're getting hot. So if something were to happen of Justin Fields dropping to four, I would thought the Panthers should have traded up with Atlanta there to get Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And if that didn't happen, then you do this deal to get Sam Darnold. So I think the Panthers, if I was running that team, I probably would have tried to figure out a way to make this a last ditch resort because i do like darnold but i do have some concerns about like where he's going to take i think he's going to be better for the offense than teddy yeah i agree i think i mean the thing is is like if you listen to mel kuyper talk about him or even todd mcshay for that matter they're saying if you would put sam darnold in this year's draft because 
technically he's almost the same age as some he's, of these yeah, people. Yeah, he's younger than Joe Burrow. Yeah, like so I mean he could still fit in this draft. If you put him in this draft, where would he get drafted? Like where would he be ranking in your quarterbacks? So for them, they're saying either two or three. He, he would be the second or third quarterback going. So like even in this year's draft, he would be the second or third quarterback going off. So to me, I think it really works works for for the Panthers. I think Sam Darnold needs a fresh start. I think he needs to be on a team that actually has coaching that knows what they're doing, not in this Adam Gase crap. Yeah. Um, which thank goodness he's not there anymore. And on an organization that actually cares about their team. Yeah. Yeah. You I know, like I the, like the Panthers. Carolina has a pretty good organization. And I, I know well, it seems like they're definitely out. moving in the right direction. I think they made a lot of steps forward in the first year. Yeah. And I mean, you can't compare like the two offensive situations between the Panthers. and the oh, Jets. It's night and the day. Panthers have two very good receivers and DJ Moore, Robbie yep. Anderson, who Darnold's already played with. Yep. Had some success. Yep. Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Yep. So I think there is no comparison between those two. Yeah. I th- that's why I think Darnold is the biggest winner. And they spent so much draft capital and they really didn't give up. I mean, yeah, that 2022 second is a decent eh. price, but the sixth and the fourth, I mean, there's not much. Yeah. But last year's draft, Carolina went out and they picked a bunch of defensive players. Oh yeah. Like, so like, I think the whole thing was like was the defense. first time that many defensive rookies had ever started on a yeah. team, like the and, opening. And, but it, it, it did it like their defense started coming together and yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't great, but it's not bad. Come into year two and Matt rule and, I think they're going to spend some high draft capital assuring that uh showing up that offensive line getting yeah. maybe another pass catcher in there. Wide receivers this year to me is a little deeper. Yeah. I mean most years they have especially been but if it's you're pretty looking, deep again this year. Especially if you're year. looking for like a slot receiver or something yeah. like they could use. Cuz you're not looking for, you know, um someone to replace a DJ Moore or anything like no. that. You're looking for a playmaker mm-hmm. which you can find in the second round. Yeah. So I also and there's also now reports that the um Panthers are either looking to move Teddy Bridgewater or yep. restructure his contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't. I think he's like 64 or something. I forgot what his cap hit is, too. But it's it was pretty freaking high compared to what they brought in on Darnold. But see, they're going to have to pay Darnold. Well, I think he has that, a fixed, They're, they're fifth picking year, up his fifth-year option. Fifth-year yeah. option. So Which they, is going to be pricey because he was, I believe, a third overall pick. Yeah, but still. I mean, think about if he starts playing well. You're not going to mind doing that. Yep. It's just more because, like, when we were talking about earlier in the offseason about the quarterbacks that we could possibly be seeing moved, yeah. Indy, there were talks about Darnold going to Indy, yep. which I like. I, I don't hate Darnold, but I do have some concerns about, like, how high his ceiling can be. Right. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm actually, like, I've never been a massive Sam Darnold fan, but I'm kind of excited to see him. I definitely in, think there's potential. In Carolina. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely potential. I Keep an eye on it. Because I mean, there there might be opportunity. He because he is not going to be drafted high. No, he will go undrafted in most fantasy drafts. He could be a sneaky streamer late. I mean, pinning on their schedule and everything like that. So just keep an eye on it, man. I I like it. But we're gonna go ahead and jump into our monster news for this week, James. What all we got in news there this week? Uh, not a ton. Uh, some stuff we'll talk about. Uh, the first one I'll throw up there first. First, I'll ask you. So, did you see the Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy? I haven't, uh, but um, the I, guy, have you seen, heard anything about the guy at the end? No, he didn't like for the final Jeopardy question. He didn't know the answer. So on his card, I believe it said um, who wanted to kick that field goal. And Rogers reaction was hilarious. Going back to the um, NFC championship game where they ended up kicking the field goal. And oh, Rogers was God, super mad no. about it. Oh, it, was, it was really, really funny. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, because he's on there for like two weeks, right? I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's... I know like, there were reports that he'd love to have that job when he retires. I don't know. But I bring this up because there have been more reports about Aaron Rodgers unsure if he will finish career with the Packers, which I understand. But how many years in a row have we been hearing these reports? <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> exactly. So like, I kind of just made like a Twitter post like... like if like you don't want to be like I understand your frustrations with the team. Yeah. I like I'm on your side in this, but yeah. like just like putting this out every single year, like it's the Brett either, crap again though. Well, yeah, either just like like put some weight behind it, actually like threaten to leave and stuff like that, or just, or just yeah, or exactly, or just don't say anything. Yeah. I mean what what really annoys me is Because they clearly really don't value his opinion. I mean, like, you're taking Jordan Love last year on the first round, A.J. Dillon in the second round. I mean, how many years in a row have they not brought in a 
skill position player from him in either free agency or highly drafted in the draft. Yeah, but you also have to look at the demeanor of that football team in general. The demeanor of that team is we will go through the draft. We will bring up our players. Well, I all within the organization, you know, and we'll make them better and they will be our starters. We'll do the same thing year after year after year. They don't go out and get high priced talent on the market ever. And I think that's like their fatal flaw that they yeah, keep getting but, snake bit. But by. the thing yeah. is, is that's been them for decades. And they and so, it keeps them successful, but it also keeps them from being they, the best team in the league. Of winning they the didn't Super Bowl. do a lot when Brett Favre was there. Why did Aaron Rodgers think it was going to be any different? You know what I'm saying? So it, I don't know. I, to me, Aaron Rodgers be you, but you're also half the reason why they can't bring in. Cause your contract is not, you know, team friendly. So, I mean, you can still fix it through the draft a lot cheaper than bringing in a high profile free agent. Yeah. But you can also, you know, when you're picking where they're picking in the late twenties, it doesn't really matter. You're not going to get a high, high end wide receiver in the late twenties. I mean, did I mention they took, Jordan Love last year and, and the, yeah Dillon, that's true when there were all those players available like there's always players available that's especially true. in the first and second rounds I neither one of those picks did make sense but we don't need to get into that crap either way you know it's up to him if he wants to go that's fine I think Jordan Love is not going to be the replacement he I mean he just got the backup role so I think that's junk and I think for Aaron Rodgers sake I think dude move on if you don't want to finish your career there don't Nothing nothing keeps you there. Yeah, I think like 95% of people are on Aaron Rodgers' side. Yeah, and, and anybody would be... Uh, Carolina would still take him. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, Every team in the league except like, like probably one would take Aaron Rodgers over their starting quarterback. Yeah, I don't know because, I mean, he is getting up there in age, but um, he, still has, he still has many years. Yeah. I mean, there's so... I mean, Detroit would <laughs> jump on that. Yeah. <laughs> that actually would be a lot of fun. Well, you don't think Jared Goff's the answer? No, God, no. <laughs> Good, God, so, no. So, uh, next piece of news, I just kind of threw this one in there because he's still in the league. Uh, Kalen Balazs signs a one-year deal with the Steelers. Wow, he is still in the league, huh? He is not the answer. They will be drafting someone, I believe. And I, I have a, I think I have a decent fit we'll talk about later from the draft, I think. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to hear that because I, I have the same thing. And I'm curious if we have the same people or not. Okay, uh, Bruce Arians said uh, there were reports that he sees Keyshawn Vaughn having a breakout year this year. That's interesting. We literally just talked about this a few weeks ago. If Ronald Jones... He's very forgotten about redraft leagues. I don't know how much you'll be thinking about him in drafts. Dynasty Dynasty leagues, yeah, you still have to keep him in the back of your mind. I think he's on my dynasty team, actually. Could be. I don't know. I'll have to go back and check. Um, My boy... Tyler Lockett yep. signed a four-year extension with Seattle, $69 million, signed through 2025. I like this deal a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, he deserves it. Yeah. You know, him and uh, him and Russell Wilson, I mean, they just have a connection. So, good for him. Uh, great signing. We'll see what happens. Yep. Because <laughs> they still have so many holes to fill. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's mostly defensive. You can still fix mostly. that offensive line. The whole line. entire yeah. defense needs to be redone. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, last piece of news, I've seen some reports that Alex Smith could possibly be landing in Houston. Interesting. Would you rather have him or Tyrod as your starting Smith. quarterback? Alex Smith, really? Yeah. I think Alex Smith is still a great, great quarterback. I just think he gets kind of hosed every year. Kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just you go here, you you go there. Yeah, Smith is injury related. Yeah, That's but like the one concern. The thing is, is if he's healthy, come on. You wouldn't take a healthy Alex Smith over a, a healthy Tyrod Taylor? Uh, yeah, I think I would take a healthy Alex Smith over Tyrod, yeah. 100%, man. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor's had his opportunities to start in the league, and they've not gone well. <laughs> and even then, he's had injury concerns. I mean, let's not forget his years in Buffalo. I liked him in Buffalo. And Buffalo, his years was, in Buffalo was okay. Good. It wasn't great. I think he took him to a playoffs one year, um, like a 9-6 and six record. They never loved him. Uh, yeah, and then he went to Cleveland and got booted for Baker really quickly. Yeah, that was just, yeah, that was ugly to see. Yeah, so... Rookie previews. We've got um, PFF ranks. Just going to kind of go through uh, through them all. You want to start with some uh, running back needy teams? Or you just want to kind of go through? Yeah, we could lay them out and then kind of as we're talking through players, bring up some of them that we say think where we could, think they could, could go. Fits. Yeah. So we put down on this list 
teams that we I definitely and we definitely think will be drafting a running back at some point in this draft. Yeah. There's some other ones on here that could definitely draft a running back, but I don't think it's like a super like heavy need for the team. Right. So we'll just go through these. We have Miami, Buffalo, the Jets, the Steelers, the Falcons, the Jaguars, and the Cardinals. Yeah. I think all I of expect those. all of them to be drafting a running back at some point in the draft. Some of them I think definitely second round, maybe late first. Um a lot of them will take a running back at some point. Yeah, and some of these teams have a lot of picks, so they could be yes. coming at a lot of different <laughs> points. Yeah, Miami, the Jets. Jaguars have a ton of picks. I, I still think the Falcons might move out of the four pick, so they're going to get a few more do. picks. But too, I've also, so. uh, while we're here, been seeing some Kyle Pitts at four to the Falcons. Yeah, I know. Same. I don't blame it, though. Like, go get, go get them. I mean, the one thing is that offense has just never been the problem. Like, nope. when everyone's healthy, the <laughs> offense has always been very, very good. That defense. Exactly. So, we'll see. <laughs> but just in case anybody was wondering about Kyle Pitts. He's very good. He's excellent. <laughs> he will be on our tight end. He'll probably be three-fourths of our tight end episode. <laughs> it's basically him and nothing else. Yeah, there's not a lot this, this year. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to just start. Let's just start. Uh, or do you want to go 10 up to 1? No, let's go down. No, one yeah, to let's 10. go down. Because we let's might go. not get through all teams. Yeah. So let's talk the PFF rank. Um, so this is player football focus. Uh, they've got Travis Etienne um, as the number one uh, running back in this year's draft. Thoughts? Very good. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very good. He yeah. is incredible to watch. He has shown a ton at Clemson. He's also evolved a little bit as a running back last year. By far was the most productive receiving running back. Yeah, in college football, something he definitely worked on off his uh, off the two, 2019 season coming into 2020 season, mm-hmm. and it showed he is electric. Yeah, I think the thing when you look at Travis Etienne, I mean, dude, he's just dynamic. He really, yeah, like, he is. I mean, he when the ball's in his hands, always looking for the big play. Oh my always. gosh, and he hits them. Yeah, he he literally. He kind of. I'm trying to think of like a good, a good comparison. I think on here they on uh, PFF they have like a more elusive Lamar Miller. Yeah, I've seen that. But I've also heard a lot of Alvin Kamara comps. That's what I was. Thinking. I don't. It's just I don't really like using Alvin Kamara as a comp for yeah. anyone. But I, I I see it. But I don't think he's quite as good of a tackle breaker as Alvin Kamara. The bounce isn't quite there. But well, and is I mean Alvin Kamara at this point I feel like is more of a receiver. Like he he has as many receiving touchdowns I feel like as rushing at this point, but to me though, like the home run aspect is kind of like Saquon Barkley esque, because Saquon Barkley at any given point in a football game could break a seventy yard touchdown, and that's kind of how Travis Etienne is. At any given any given moment in that game, he's just gonna break, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy yards, whatever, and take it to the house. Yep. I mean. And he's so fast. <laughs> he is. He is really fast. And that's like the one thing. His size isn't. He's a little undersized, but it's not a Five, big 10, concern for me just because of how agile he is and how he can move around in space. I think he can get by. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not over overly too worried. I mean, we're not going to be spending a ton of time talking about these top end guys. We all know who they are. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know. We'll do another ranking episode where we're actually going to be ranking our players once they're drafted. Because that matters so much. Because I love him and the PFF second-ranked running back. I think you could put him in either order. That's why I think it's going to depend on their landing spot. Which is Javante Williams. But first, like, where do you think would be some good landing spots for ETN? So ETN, I I feel like, would fit more of a Buffalo mold. I like Buffalo a lot. Um, I don't think maybe... I don't. I don't I think, think he, Miami I think he is can great. Fit, I think he can fit anywhere. He's one of those running backs that is I, not really very scheme oriented. He can fit anywhere. I think. Yeah. I. I just. I don't know. To me, though, he's not a hundred percent plug and play. Um. But I do think you know of these of these running back needy teams. I think he would fit most of those. Yeah. The only one I wouldn't see him fitting maybe is Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't really see him in Pittsburgh either. I like Miami. Arizona wouldn't be one. I would. Yeah, I like Miami, Buffalo, and the Falcons. I like the Falcons for him a lot. Yeah, the Falcons would be fine, but you know, I I think Buffalo would be ideal. And if he landed in Buffalo, yeah, good. 
grief, man. Well, that I just be... think it's buff because in the past, when you think of Buffalo, you think of like a bruising running back kind of a style. But now, how I much they yeah. pass the ball and everything, I think his passing ability mixed with his running ability and that offense, I think, would be very, very deadly. Yes, I th- I think their mold is more. They need more of an elusive back. They have two kind of bruisers already there, and they are not doing well. Like I don't think either one of them can do the passing. Can pass our uh, can pass catch like Travis can, so I think Buffalo would be ideal. Yep. Uh, you want to jump to the next one on the list? Yeah. Which we kind of just we kind of brought up. We anyway. mentioned his name. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is my dude. This dude is this dude by far out of every player I've watched tape yeah. of so far this year. He was the one I had the most fun watching. Yeah, hundred percent. He is awesome. Yeah. So I've been talking about this guy with you for I don't know, like a little over a month. I feel like. Like I remember going and watching film and going to James and be like, dude, have you, have you watched Devontae Williams tape yet? He said, no. And I'm like, okay, let me know when you do. <laughs> um, he's just a guy that like, when you start watching him, you don't want to stop. Yeah. I, I mean, everything he does is off the charts. There's nothing incredible. he does bad. He's at least his floor is he's at least good at everything. And yeah. at his peaks, he is incredible at a lot. Yes. Um, I, I just, I love watching him just bull rush people. Um, I love, yeah, cause he, he's another guy that he can catch. He can, yeah, he, he he's not like the best pass catcher or anything, but he, it is something he could take dump off passes. I don't really see him out there like running routes like Travis Etienne could possibly be doing in the NFL right. or anything like that. But right. He can be out there, but where he fits is he, I think he had the most tackle, uh, tackle breaking, or he has like the record or something. Yeah, he broke like statistics. <laughs> like, yeah. the, like when I say this dude breaks tackles, yes. it is just this go dude watch breaks film. tackles like, on pretty much every other play. Yes, I mean it's insane. it's it's insane, and he runs like I I mean it's so violent, like almost kind of like Derrick Henry violent. You know, like he's just. Anyways, I I love it. The comp that I saw for him was a bigger Aaron Jones, and I actually really like that comp. Yeah, I don't hate it. I also I. Yeah, I'm not good with player comps, so I always have a hard time comping a player. I feel like every player is very unique. Yeah, it is unique, and and that's I mean even here a bigger Aaron Jones. Like, okay, what does a bigger Aaron Jones look like? Well, it's going to be Javante Williams in a matter of uh, six months or so. Yeah, but I mean he just he runs hard all the time. He did run behind a pretty good offensive line. Let's just be honest. There. That whole team was that offense in North Carolina was very good. Yeah, they had a lot of talent on that team. The offense, well, I mean, their offensive line running wise wasn't very good, but they had a good, they were good at pass protection and stuff. But I mean, when you're handing the ball off to Javante Williams or Michael Carter, yeah, I mean, that was just a nasty tandem. So the one, the one knock that a lot of people have been saying with Javante Williams is his workload because he didn't have a ton of attempts this past season. Again, because of Mike, Michael Carter. Since when has that up. ever been a con? I don't care about that. Usually the con is it's too much work yes. that running backs been given. And we'll bring that up later on some other people. But I remember when Royce Freeman was coming out and everybody yeah. was super high on Jonathan Royce Freeman. Taylor last year. Yeah. Like I, d- I didn't like the fact that they had that much workload because to me, that's wearing tear on those knees. Jonathan Taylor, yeah. he he's done well, but I'm worried that Jonathan well, Taylor is only going to do two or three years of this. That's a lot of attempts. 157 attempts on 1168. I, that's great. 19 touchdowns. I'll take it. Um, I'll give you a peek. If he hits Miami, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I, I like Miami for him the best. And the best part is because in our Dynasty League, he has the number one pick and I have the number two pick. Yes. And as long as ETN and Javante William both go to good spots, we I can't don't go, care which one I get. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, I think these two are separate from the pack. I think they're yep. both top tier running backs. Yep. Yeah, the rest of these guys, don't get me wrong. There's, there's other some very good, guys good running here, backs, but, but I think these two are special. Yeah. These these guys are kind of the, the more elite um, and it, again, it all comes down to who gets drafted. Yep. Last year, there was a lot of really talented running backs. None of them went to great spots. <laughs> so I was very upset. Yep. But this year, come on Miami. If they go and take this dude, either in the late first, early second, I'll have his Jersey next year. That's the one tough part about Buffalo is I think their, their first pick is like 30th of the first round. And I don't know yeah. if another player, I don't know if one of these two are going to get back to them in the second round. So that's the one part that sucks. Yeah. Well, you know what though? Buffalo um, could pull like a new England and where they're, they're already picking so late. They might pull out and go back a little bit. 
and maybe take an early second round pick from yeah, a team we could to hope. come back in. We could hope. Yeah. We never know. But yeah, dude, come on, Miami. Come on, Miami. So the next guy, uh, everybody knows this dude. I mean, he's been in college football just crushing it for years, kind of like Travis Etienne. Um, oh, yeah. The other part about Javante Williams, oh, super yep. young. Not even 21 yeah, he's yet. Not even 21. Yeah. He, he'll be. I think I forgot when his birthday was, but I think he'll be 21 by season. He'll be 20. Yeah, he'll be 21 before the season starts. Before the season starts, but, but he, yeah, he's he's 20 years old right now. So yep. young, young dude. Um, next dude, one of the older ones in the group. Yep. At 23, but it's Najee Harris, and uh, let's just let's not shy away that this dude's huge. <laughs> yeah, he's very big, very athletic. <laughs> he's six two two thirty. I don't even, I mean, come on. That's just massive. It is. So, and it's not I, as massive as another running back on this list. We'll talk, get to later, but yeah, he's not as very massive big. as that. Um, but he, he, I can't, he's another one of those guys. I couldn't find his 40 times. Um, I wouldn't expect it to blow you away, he's but I think it'd be fast. more like a, like four a four or five. five. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. Like a four or five. But he's a guy that also like Travis um, was really trying to elevate his uh, receiving game. He's capable. He he's very that. capable. Yeah. Yeah. He's I not think... the best pass blocker, but he's capable in the receiving game. But this is one of, I have him, I would have him third. I think the other two we've talked about yep. are ahead of him. Yep. Najee Harris, I think he's very, very good. I think he can come into an offense and be a workhorse running back for a team. Yep. But there are, I just, I don't know how well he's going to translate to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, to me, I I feel like he's gonna translate fine. I think he's to and my, and this is just my opinion. I think he's the safest running back pick you can make in this year's draft. And but what I mean by that is his 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 floor is pretty high, but he doesn't have a really high ceiling. Yeah, like I don't think there's other people in this draft that I think there's a possibility that they can be better than him. But if you're looking for somebody that's going to come in and be a very stable and can be a workhorse, this that's what he's going to do. He can run. He can catch. He's got to figure out his plus, uh, pass blocking a little bit Yep. because they just don't do that in Alabama. Um, well, yeah, that's another concern. I mean, it's not really a concern, but it might he's be running, like a little he, dis- I mean, he, he's yeah. always running behind one of the, 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 one of the, the best, best offensive, offensive line. line. Yeah. Dude, that offensive line in Alabama is... Would be what top fifteen probably in the NFL <laughs> like like it is. It's just it's a very good offensive line, maybe not top fifteen, but it would be better than some NFL offensive lines in my opinion. So, and they always have a lot of other talent that teams have to scheme for. Yep. So he's gonna get a little bit more open. I think he had three touchdowns, and I think two or three of them were receiving. No, in I believe the uh, championship believe, game. Well, in the championship game, yeah. But yeah. I think he had 26 rushing touchdowns last year, and I also believe maybe four receiving touchdowns or something. Like, he was a touchdown machine last year. I don't know. Is that total, though? I always took that as a total of 26 touchdowns. I wonder if that's... We'll have to check that out. But it, either way, it doesn't matter. That's, that's, a, ton a, that's a ton of touchdowns. A ton of touchdowns, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 1,400 yards on the ground, 425 in the air. Like, you know, I think that's great. I'm curious, though, where you... Because I have a place that I like. You. I want to hear yours. No, yeah, I, I have... want you to go first. Okay. We're so gonna I was this. mentioning it earlier about the Kalen Balash signing the Pittsburgh. I think Najee Harris to Pittsburgh would be a perfect... Yes. Player. So I have two teams, Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Those are my two that I would... I, I, I can see him coming in and just being stable. Well, I mean, he's... Najee Harris is a patient running, yep. running back. There have been some people who have comped him to Le'Veon Bell and stuff yeah. like that. And I think him mixing in with the Steelers be a familiar running style that they've seen in the past. Yep. He's a big bruising back. He could be out there a lot on the field, work on his pass protecting, getting the receiving work from Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not a huge fan of the comp with Le'Veon Bell, though. But yeah, I'm not as either, patient, but that's, patient that's part, the running yes. style. Yeah. Size-wise, no way. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> Le'Veon's way more elusive than this guy's going to be. Um, he's, he's going to be more of a downhill runner, um, but he does have pretty loose hips though. So he can shake defenders or just jump over them as we've seen multiple times through his career. Uh, so, but then again, in, in Atlanta, um, I think Atlanta would be a good one too, just cause they don't have a lot down there. Yep. And he just, again, he's going to be very stable and an offense that's already very good. Well, they just a stable had, running back and they just had good. no consistent running game last year at and all. And you saw it, like you can see in that offense, like. It was so pass heavy. Well, they just their whole passing offense was like 
essentially running plays, short yeah. dump passes. Just well, because Julio was hurt a lot. Oh, no, they, I was talking about Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. I was yeah. talking about Atlanta. Yeah, they, Pittsburgh just didn't really throw the ball downfield. It was a lot of well, passes I mean, ben, close to the line of scrimmage because they just didn't have a running game. Well, that and how long is Ben Roethlisberger's arm going to just stay attached? You know, <laughs> like, I, I mean, by halfway through the season, I didn't think he could actually throw the ball downfield. But yeah, because of that, they can't they can't do anything deep. So I think yeah, that'd be. Would you buy his jersey if you go to if he goes to Pittsburgh? Najee, no, I don't really like him that much. But <laughs> ouch, I do think it's a good fit. Yeah, be a pretty good fit. All right, jump into Michael Carter. This uh, not the basketball player, not the basketball player. Even though this is a really good basketball school. Um, but coming out of UNC, again, we kind of talked to briefly earlier with the, the Devontae Williams. Incredible one-two punch. Also, good, good grief, quarterback. Yeah. Great. Two good wide receivers out there. One receiver I really like. We'll get to him when we get to our wide receiver previews. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that I was kind of blown away by with Michael Carter, because I see this with a lot of wide receivers, not as much with running backs, but the stop-start ability. Yep. Like, he's like a little joystick back there. Uh, I mean, he can just stop and go so quickly. And even though he's kind of a, what, he's a little smaller. He's, I mean, he's, he's a little 200. undersized, but he's weird because he runs like he's bigger. He's good at pass protecting, which yeah. you wouldn't expect from a smaller running back. And he also broke a lot of tackles. Yeah. The the thing for me, the thing that I'm going to want to see with Michael Carter is, you know, again, pending on where he's going, but if he gets hit by some of these bigger defensive linemen or some of these really talented you know, linebackers at 199. Can he be a three down back and not get hurt? Yeah. Or is he going to be more of a, you know, pass weapon, third down only type guy? And if so, then that's going to be very concerning if we're going to be taking him early in the draft. Yeah. He, but he is an explosive big play running back. I mean, like watching his tape against Miami, 300 yards. I mean, he just demolished that team by himself. Yep. But I think the one, do you see him as like a day one starting caliber running back? I don't. NFL? That's the one. Yeah, that's, it's hard. And and that's why um, where, you know, again, just looking at running back needy teams, I felt like he might fit in with like the Jags or the Cardinals. I was, because thinking, they Ari- already yeah, I was have, thinking Arizona, yeah. Yeah, they already have someone there um, that he can offset. And, but but again, that's the thing is like if you're going to take him, you know, in your fantasy drafts, you know, he's going to be a late pick for me in a fantasy draft because I don't think he's going to start. Yeah, it'll a good yeah, few years. it'll depend. It, well, it, it, it's all going to depend where he comes down to. If he like if he signs in like Arizona and he has the draft capital behind him, I, I think I'll be decently excited. He can. He is usable in the passing game. But yeah, I don't. I don't know if he'll ever be like a three down running back. I think he'll be mixed in a lot. I think he can get enough touches to be usable, but I don't know if he's going to be like, I don't ever see him being like a top 10 running back in the NFL. Right. Say this, Arizona takes him third round. Would you be excited or not excited? And for, as a fantasy, fantasy team, I think I'd be excited. I don't know if I'd be like over the moon or anything, but I do think there's a need for it that team i don't really believe in chase edmonds as the guy they're going to be rolling with right because the other thing too if i'm not mistaken um one of his other big knocks is he can't pass block which is what you also need to be yeah, able I've, to seen, do. yeah I've seen that but he's i also don't think he's terrible at it there were no, times where he was good if at you're it. gonna be you but know, he is yeah that's the other it comes back to he is undersized yeah i mean he's only five eight yep but he's quick yeah We'll see, but he's 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 one of these players in this year's draft. To me, a lot is going to ride on where he goes. Yep, that's it. And I mean, because I can, I have a feeling I might be moving him down. Who he reminds me of a lot is Sony Michelle, but smaller. Yeah, just a really good pass catcher. Can run the ball pretty well. Also had a second <laughs> running back to work with. Yeah, Sony had Nick Chubb, but. That's that's it. Okay. All right. Who we got next? next guy, Khalil Herbert. Mm. You know the one thing I want to say real quick about this guy. I can't find his stinking age anywhere. Yeah. So I don't know if like 
whoever his agent is just like deleted it off the whole entire internet. I just can't find it. Um, not saying it's not out there, but it's apparently one of his biggest weaknesses. And so I'm thinking like he's almost 24, maybe. Yeah. Cause I can't see like if he's 23, I mean, there's some other 23 year olds in here that I'm not worried about. Yeah. He also spent time in Kansas, which yeah. wasn't like we super don't... productive or anything there. And you also don't know why he left. Yeah. I mean, he was productive in the games he played. It's just not like, I mean, I think it was like 9.2 yards per attempt. Yeah, his 2019, <laughs> yeah, those four games he was pretty productive in. But I, I, I like Clue Harbor, I do. Yeah. Do you like, would you, just on a talent perspective, do you like him or Michael Carter more? Because uh, I, I do like think him. they're somewhat similar. I they're completely both disagree. They're play guys. Uh, so height-wise, I mean, 5'8 to 5'9, but Herbert's 2'12. And that I like more. And to me, he isn't going to be as good as a pass catcher as Michael yeah, Carter was, will be. He was not used a ton. They don't really pass the running back um, out there in Virginia Tech. But but his downfield running ability, and he gets so low to the ground. Yeah. I mean, he'll just bowl over you. Um, I, well, I, I mean, 5'9 really like at 212, that is a pretty stout yeah, running Yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. I think he'll be able to break tackles. Um, I don't think, I mean, that, yeah, it's very similar height to Michael Carter. He's just got an extra 15 pounds on him. Yeah. But and that it's not 15... like it takes away from his speed or anything. Either. Right. Right. I would take my shot here than with Michael Carter. hundred percent. Especially if he's going to go later than Michael Carter. I'd prefer to. Yeah. I think, I mean, again, these are just projections, but I think they've got Michael Carter projected in the third. I think they got Herbert in the fourth. So, I mean, depending on what style you're looking for, uh, you know, and, and again, 9.2 yards to carry and, and it's just in four games, but that's really freaking good. And then 7.6 and 2020 20 and 10, you know, that's still very, very efficient. Yeah. So I, I, he's one of my sneaky. Yep. I hope nobody in our dynasty league is listening to this right now because he's who I'm t- trying to take late. <laughs> just well, throwing that out there. I'm listening. So <laughs> I don't care about you as much. I keep picking before you, so you're good. Yeah. Um, landing spots. That's tough. I still like I like him. I like Arizona for him too. The Jets, I I think I just don't want. I don't really don't want any of these players going to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like the sad part. But you know they're going to be taking somebody. And I also think the Falcons work for him. Yeah, I think I think he'll be fine in most of these offenses. Um. I'm not I'm not overly worried about it. But uh yeah, the Jets, the you know, I think the Steelers would be fine, the Falcons would be fine, the Jags, I mean all these places would be fine. Okay, let's run through a scenario quick. Yep. Jets. Yep. Have some a lot of picks around the late of the first, early second. Yep. They take Travis Etienne. How excited are you? Uh it depends what they do the rest of the draft. Um, you know, so they're getting Zach Wilson most likely in the first. So you go get Travis in the second. They still have a really bad offensive line. So luckily this year, offensive lineman is very deep. So if they if they go and spend maybe their next two two picks on an offensive line guys, that would definitely help. Um, if not, <laughs> then I'm not excited at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very upset. <laughs> yeah, the Jets, besides the number two overall pick, they also have the 23rd overall pick, and then round two, the 34th overall pick, which 34th overall pick, early second. That could be one of those running back landing spots. I hope not, but I mean, I would be more excited if they went and got Zach Wilson. Who would would you prefer, Etienne or Javante Williams in New York? Because I would prefer Javante. Yes, I hate to say it, but I would. I would rather have Javante. I think he would play better there. Yeah, I think he would be able to play better um, behind a bad offensive line than Travis can. Yeah. So again, that this is just strictly our opinion, but I think he would fit. But honestly, to me, I would rather take Zach Wilson and take the next two early picks I have and get offensive line guys that are going to be yeah, coming I mean, and be really have, good. Yeah, they also have two third-round picks. And take one of these later guys. Yeah. Like a Khalil Herbert. You know, like that would be fine. <laughs> but again, we're not GMs, so. Yep. I would be more excited about that, though, because they that offensive line is garbage. Yeah, the whole team's garbage. 
Yeah. Let's go, Robert. Let's see what you got. Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, I like Kenneth Gainwell. I know you do. He's one of these smaller guys. Um, I there's a few of these guys in the draft this year. Yeah, he didn't play at all last year. He opted out. But last time we that saw him. That bugs me, though. That sucks. Yeah. Because his mean, 2019 tape looks so good, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you want to talk about, like, a player carrying a team. Yeah. He carried that Memphis team. <laughs> Dude can do everything. He is an incredible receiver. Could play, just be a slot receiver in the NFL. Yeah. If he wanted to. But that's, like, I really love him. I think he's very talented. And if he goes to the right system, I think he could be very useful. But if he was only ever plays at a running back, I think he'd be good, but I don't think he'll ever would ever be elite if he's only a running back in the NFL. Yeah. That's I why mean, I think where he lands, he's got to go to a good play caller and they got to utilize. Him. Yeah. Um, I, I do like Kenneth Gainwell. Cause a he's a little under, I mean, he's five eleven, one ninety five. He's, small. he's good height for running back. But yeah, the one ninety five is a little lower, but I mean, he breaks tackles. I mean, he's, He's kind of an enigma. I like him, but yeah, I'm concerned he's not going to land in the right spot. Yeah. So for me, when when looking at this this type of player, uh, he's definitely scat back size. You know, he's definitely kind of one of those again third down type players that can run the ball very well. He can also catch extremely well. Very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not denying that. And again, like like you said, he he led this Memphis team. It was basically his game. Yep. Um, I actually really like the player comps that I've been hearing, which is like a theoretic because that's kind of his style. But I think uh, as a rusher, he has more potential. Than I agree. Like a theoretic or something like that. But I agree. I mean, 1400 yards. Come on, dude. That, but that's where like these opt I mean, if you include his receiving that he had over 2000 total yards in 2019. Yeah. But see, that's where these opt outs are going to come into play because that's one year of massive production. He opted out in 2020, and again, we don't know why. So there might be a legit reason. At the well, I mean, there are other. I mean, Jamar Chase opted out. There are some. Decent yeah, but he had two years plays. of really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. So, yeah, I understand. So there's that still side a little bit of. Difference. But there's also the well, he didn't waste. Like that's just one less year. Yeah. of work on his legs. Yeah, but I think, oh, man, I'm trying to think. I don't think he's going to go to one of these um, RB needy teams. I don't think he'll end up on any of these teams that we have here. So I'm trying to think of a place that would really be that would fit well, and I as much as I really hate to say this because I hate the team, I shouldn't say I hate hate the team, but they left us. I think he would really do well in the Rams. Um, yeah, I thought about the Rams as drafting a running back. Maybe I mean they lost. Um, I mean they've already taken two years in a row running backs. Looks like Cam Akers it, might think, be the guy. He might. Yeah. But Daryl Henderson's not. No, he's not anything special. He's okay. And then they lost. Uh, what's his name to Miami? Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Thank you. So Malcolm Brown went to Miami. I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe pick up a Kenneth Gainwell in the third or fourth round. Because I think right now he's projected. He's actually projected to go over. I think both of these guys, Michael Carter and Khalil Herbert, which is funny. Really? Yeah, because they got him ranked below. But yeah, the um... these aren't our rankings. I don't know if they'd be drafting a running back. Cause that's just doesn't really seem like what they do, but I think like a good system for him would be like San Francisco or something like that. Yeah. I mean, San Francisco does kind of make sense, but they also have a lot down there already. Yeah. They lost Tevin Coleman. And, He's on and, the jets, and, but yeah, they also just don't really put a lot of weight in the draft for running backs. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily like that too much. I do. I do think the Rams would be a really interesting fit. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Maybe Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury, but I also kind of feel like the cult Cliff Kingsbury hype's dying down. He's not really as like creative and stuff as we maybe thought. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, that's the Chicago part. would be interesting. I don't think so. Yeah, I would. Oh no, they got they got a uh, what's his name? Damian Williams. They got David Montgomery. They no. and I just who's, also don't believe in that. Who's the other guy though? Tree Cohen. Tree Cohen. Yeah, there they got Tree Cohen. He's kind of going to be kind of like a Tree Cohen. But I think a much better rudder, rusher. Yeah, he can run between the tackles. Okay. Oh, well. But, yes, I think he's going to be a fun prospect to watch. Yep. All right. <laughs> oh, man. I really don't want to talk about that. You just want to skip the next guy? Well, so, uh, again, these aren't our rankings. Um, but the next one is UCLA's... Uh, I don't even want to Dimitric Felton. Yeah, thank you. Dimitric. Uh, he's not a running back. 
that's the he's uh, not that's the problem uh he is a slot receiver that is coming out as a running back um Last i would year actually, was the only time he played as a like full-on running back yeah i would actually be a little bit more excited if he would have just came in as a slot receiver i think that's what's gonna eventually happen yeah i think he'll probably do like the reverse antonio gibson Receiver to running back, running back to wide receiver. Because, I mean, well, that's also not really fair because he was a receiver for UCLA before he turned into a running back. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) He's very shifty. He's elusive. He's a great route runner. He's got great hands. He's just not. I just don't see how he could possibly be a running back in the NFL. Like, sustaining it. Yeah. Um, He'll take carries at times, but he's a receiver. And that's the one concern I have with him is I hope he doesn't fall into just like a gadget play. Well, I think that's what's going to happen, um, which is why you know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not a fan. I just don't know what like the right landing spot would be for him. I don't know. I'm not very excited about Demetri Felton. Yeah. So the one of the big things that he has an issue with is he can't really run between the tackles. Um, if he is, well, he just doesn't have like good running back vision. He right. runs through the like. Pretty much all of his rushing attempts came from the gap, and that's just hit the hole and go. Yeah, I mean he can make you know he can make some teams think, you know, with mismatches like like he would almost be good with the Saints, you know, somewhere where you're you're really just gonna move him all over the place. You already have a. Sustained... But they already have the best running back at that, in Alvin Kamara. Right, but he's not he's not a running back exactly. But the, he's almost okay. This is sad because. All of my comps for this guy aren't running backs. So he kind of reminds me a little bit of Tavon Austin, where he's just, you know, kind of a speed guy that, you know, is going to play the slot, maybe do some kick returns, stuff like that. But then he's also has the possibility of, like you said, a gadget player like a Taysom Hill, where Taysom Hill is literally just a gadget player that also can play quarterback. He's going to be a gadget player that also happens. I mean, I'd I'd consider Tavon Austin a gadget player, too. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point, though. And yeah. what's sad is he went eighth overall in his draft. <laughs> That's how bad the Rams were. Yeah, we had a lot of really bad years. Yeah. Thanks, coaching. But, yeah, uh, just to me, nothing nothing special. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other, like, decent landing spots that would get me excited for him. And I'm just drawing blanks. I mean, the Jets would be interesting if they're looking for something later in the draft because they just need all the help they can at this point. Um, so someone like a Demetric Felton can come in and just, again, create mismatches for that team. And he might be able to work really well with a Zach Wilson who likes to, uh, you know, zigzag and whatnot. What was that? You know, zigzag. Sneaky snake. I don't know what that was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You want right. to move on? Yeah, move on. You want on. me to save you here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next, shout out to Carlos. His uh, Michigan Wolverines made the list. Good job, buddy. Chris Evans, kind of a late addition. He wasn't on here just uh, about two or three weeks ago. Yeah. So we kind of had to kind of, uh, come back and watch some film on him. Uh, he's 5'11", 216. Good height weight for me. Age 23, not terrible. A little older. But uh, doesn't have a ton of like workload Just issues. not excited to watch him play, though. He... Um, I don't know. He's tough because watching him, like I see, I think he has very good vision. Yeah, I think that was one thing I picked out from him. I think he would work best in like a zone running scheme and everything like that. But everything else, nothing really blows you away with them. Yeah, I he mean, he doesn't have the top end speed to blow right. by guys. And but that's the one thing I did notice because his he has very good vision, and I think he is very self aware about him not having the speed to just run away from people. So what you see watching him a lot is. He is always looking around himself. He is always looking for the defender that's coming to him and getting ready to break the tackle if he can. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, you know, looking at him, you know, he don't have anything in 2019 from him. Yep. Um, 2018 looked like he had an okay season. He only had 81 attempts. He only had 16 attempts this year. Yeah. You know, so for 73 yards. I I don't know. Um, I don't really know much about him, to be honest. Yeah, he. What I've seen is he's a pretty good pass catcher. Yep. He can. You. He could be utilized in that, but he. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think he'll be a very good backup running back in the NFL. That's about what I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't really have much to say. I don't really know much about him. Uh, again, he's got a good size. Carlos, uh, give us a call. Yeah, Carlos, let us know. This is your boy. Uh, so, I, I, you know, great. We'll have to keep looking into him a little bit and kind of see. But I can say on the, the tape that I watched, I wasn't overly like, dude. I want him to go here, and he's going to do this. It was just kind of like, okay. He's good. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) You know, so we'll go ahead and move on. Who's next on our list? Chuba Hubbard. Chuba, not Chuba. Chuba. No, it is Chuba. Is it Chuba? I always went by Chuba. Yeah, me too. That's a disappointing. The alliteration sounds better. Chuba Hubbard, but no, pretty sure it's Chuba. Well, that's disappointing. Anyways. Big fan of this guy in 2019. Yeah, that was that's the problem though. Yeah. What happened last year? Because 2019, dude won best running back in, had the most workload by far, the most productive running back that season. Mm-hmm. Over 2,000. And if you yards. watch the tape between the two years, there is a pretty distinct difference. Yeah, it's night two. and day. It's like almost two different running backs. Yeah. Yeah. Very very frustrating. I I'm just gonna chalk up 2020 though. You know, there's some teams that you could definitely watch and some players that you can watch. They didn't really perform well in this COVID type mentality. Yeah, he has was dealing with some injuries, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it, there's still not a ton. Like, it's still a red flag. Yeah. Oh, it's a huge. He went from 328 attempts. Now keep in mind that thir- in 13 games to 133 in seven, seven games, but his yards per attempt dropped almost two whole yards. Two whole yards, yeah, which is not good. I mean, 21 touchdowns the year before, five, you know, in 2020. Yeah, he didn't break a ton of tackles last year or anything. He didn't have a lot of big plays, which is something he did a lot in 2019 because he's got top-end speed. He's got speed to burn people. Yep. Yeah, just I I don't really know what happened. Um, And his size is fine. Six foot 208. Yeah, he's kind of tall for, yeah. Yeah, it's not terrible. I just don't know what happened between 2019 and 2020. If he came out last year, he would be drafted much higher than he's going to be this year. Yeah, I would be surprised if he goes earlier than like the fifth. Uh, he'll probably end up going like back of the fourth. You I think, think so? there'll be a huge running He's projected back. in the sixth. I think most of these running backs are going to be going through the third and fourth rounds. Yeah, I would be surprised if he goes that early. I mean, he can be utilized in the passing game. But, yeah. It also has a little bit of a fumbling issue. Yeah, what is it, like seven fumbles in two years? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. But I, I really did like his 2019 tape. when he. I wish he would have came out last year. I don't think he was actually draft eligible last year. but Probably um, not. But anyways, I mean, he looked incredible. And I was so excited to come watch him for 2020. And it was just extremely disappointing. So, I, I think... I think he's someone that you can watch because I think he does have the ability. Again, if he gets the right fit and the right coaching, he can get back to that 2019 status. Uh, but if he ends up somewhere where he's just going to be third, fourth on the depth chart. Yeah, he cannot he's, he's go done. to like the Jets or something like that. I would yeah, not he, like him there. The um, Cardinals, again, I don't wouldn't mind him there. I could see him working in um, maybe Buffalo. but. Yeah, I don't know if I'm not out on Chubba Hubbard, but I just want to see him come out. I don't know if I'm going to be taking like I'm not planting my flag on Chubba Hubbard. I wouldn't plant my flag on him, but I'm going to put like my dark horse flag on him, though. Like, I think Chubba Hubbard's my dark horse. So what would be your perfect landing spot for him? then? I mean, ideally, he needs to go somewhere that's going to have a really good offensive line um, where he has the opportunity to compete for a backup role or even a starting role. I think that's how I, I don't, whatever, wherever he does get drafted, he's going to have to compete with in camp. If he wants a yeah. starting job day one. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, Miami would always be great because you have the ability to come in and compete. But I really think that if he came in there and if they took an, a top tier guy too, there's just, there's no way. You'd have to beat out Gaskins, and Gaskins had a pretty solid, solid year last year. I don't know. I don't really have a perfect landing spot, I guess. Yeah. Which I probably should have done. <laughs> I'm not good. I mean, it's, you know, it's 
some of these is just going to be kind of whatever. Well, everything changes so fast on draft night. Yeah. We had perfect landing spots for a lot of people last year, and they didn't go to any of them. So, yeah. What was the point? All right. Next. Yeah. I really like this guy. I don't. Oh. I don't know about his ceiling in the NFL, but he was one of my, like, I really liked watching his tape. He was a lot of fun to watch. So yeah. Trey Sermon coming out of Ohio State. Good size, 6'1", 215. He doesn't have the speed. That's something he lacks. But, I mean, when try bringing this guy down is not an easy task. Yeah. And he yeah. he's one of those running backs, kind of like a Chris Carson or something, that he runs straight into you. Like, he wants to hit you first. Yeah, I mean, he's he's fun, and it really sucks because he got hurt in uh, that game against Clemson, if I'm not mistaken. So he didn't really get to play a lot, but he was he was a lot of fun to watch, and I mean, he would bowl people over. I wouldn't say that he was, you know, he's not. I don't. I don't feel like he's going to transform your run game per se, but I do think he has the ability to be. You, know, you think he could be a starting running back in the NFL? I think he can be a starter. I do think he could be a starter. I think he'll be very team dependent. I don't know if he can be a three-down back, though. No, that's the one concern. He's not he can't a very catch. good pass catcher or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, he can't catch. Um, but And he's not extremely, you know, he's not going to blow you away with speed. Yeah. So He's good in, like, short areas, but, yeah, his top-end speed, he's just never going to burn anyone. Yeah. I mean, the the only other thing that you can kind of say with, with someone like Trey Sermon is very good team. It's Ohio State. So you, you, you if you're yep. going to kind of knock Najee Harris a little bit for being in Alabama, you kind of have to make the same argument here. It's a very good offensive line. Um, so will he be able to kind of counteract that if he ends up somewhere, like, again, like the Jets where their offensive line is trash? I'm not sure. If, if these were just my like personal talent rankings, I would have him higher than 10th, like uh, PFF. Like, I think I like him more than Chris Evans or Chubba Hubbard, definitely Demetric Felton. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know if he'll ever be a starting running back in the league, but I think he will be a very good, like, he'd be like perfect, like the Ravens or something like that. Someone that defenders just hate to play against. Right. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Yeah, I have. They just don't need any. Run, they just don't need any more running backs. They got it covered. Let me see. Where was he at? Is he at ten? You said. PFF ranking. Yes. Ten. Yeah. I. I mean, I have him one spot higher at nine, so not super high, but I do. I. I would take him above. I also think he could work in the Steelers. Yeah. Maybe even the Jaguars, because I definitely think I don't. I like James Robinson, but they have a ton of picks, especially around late first, early second. I don't think he'd be going that early, but they have no a ton way. of picks. If they don't take one of those higher end running backs, I think you could wait and take Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon's going to be he's going to go late. He's going to go yeah. late. He's going to be, you know, back and forth early fifth round. So who would you rather take your bet on, Chubba Hubbard or Trey Sermon? To be an NFL starter? Just producer, fantasy producer. I would take Chubba Hubbard. I think I'd take Sermon. I mean... I would say let's make a bet, but the chances nah, of either I, I one would, of them starting this year well, is not going to also, gonna... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends where they land. but Yeah, it's just not, that's probably not going to happen. I but... do like Trey Sermon a lot. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. And you can't, the thing is, you can't argue with, with Hubbard's 2019 tape, though. Like that, I mean, the thing is, is Trey Sermon doesn't have any tape like his 2019 No, tape. but if that was the last thing we saw of Chubb or Hubbard, yeah. I would, then, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. It's no comparison. No comparison. Trey Sermon would be would be better in that regard if if he can't translate his 2019 tape to the nfl then i mean what are you gonna do right yep so well those guys uh again that's the pff rankings for their top 10 we just kind of walk through keep in mind we will bring up our uh rankings after the nfl draft is done and uh, we'll kind of go through and, and hopefully some of these guys hit the teams that we like uh next week we're going to be doing uh wide receivers yeah, we'll finish up with some more, a couple more running backs, and then yeah, start jumping through our wide receivers. Yeah, uh, James, if they wanted to let us know about these uh, rookie running backs, if they have any questions, where could they find us at? Yeah, uh, Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, the Fantasy Monsters Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, the Fantasy Monsters. Boom. Ask us questions, reach out to us, follow us, uh, tag us, whatever you need to do, tweet us, you know, all of it. Just come follow us on all of it. 
Uh, but thanks again, guys, for uh, listening to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James, and we'll catch you next week. Have a go. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heated on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, I'm not like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.